I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, and welcome to a Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini-tale today. We are going over John Favreau's 2016's The Jungle Book. And I loved it. Like, I really spoiler liked it alert. Too. Yeah, I don't think either one of us thought we were going to love it or not care for it. I think we both thought it would just be okay. And we both really, really liked it. I think I thought it was just going to. I think Lion King, is, you know, I'm interested to see Lion King a little more now after seeing this, but I think everyone just assumed, I assumed Lion King was going to be very like, I, I, what I've heard of it is it's just the Lion King now a whole new like story. this. No, like it's not a new story. And this felt like they did. And I thought this was going to be the same thing where it's just the jungle book now live action. But there were story changes that I thought were good. There were character, a little bit of character alterations here and there that were really yeah. good. Um, I I really liked it. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. No, I <laughs> it was it was great. Like I really mm-hmm. found myself quickly, quickly, and I wasn't coming from a, like a negative place. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. were negative about it, but I don't think we were like really pumped about it. Either. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about it. Um, so. It opens, and I don't have it beat for beat, but obviously my notes are in chronological order. But well, let's it, talk a little bit about the differences then, because like you, you're right. It opens. How does it open? Well, I wanted to talk about the castle with the fireworks in the beginning. Oh, yeah, that we were around like three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the castle and the fireworks, you don't think those are digital? They, you know, going back, they might have been, but like they almost looked hand animated at some point. Yeah, but they follow the rhythm of when you wish upon a star. It seems like it'd be a lot of work to hand animate them more than it would be to look. We've made the technology that our CG looks hand animated, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like but this, that was cool. Yeah, but uh, it, yeah, it goes, it goes like ding, 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 ding. Like as a student, it's like firework, firework, firework. Mm-hmm. Like they're all bursting at the same times, and I noticed that when I was like. Let's watch that again. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. It's it's not the one that they show now. It seemed like because you you I feel like we know the one that's just the generic. Yeah, I think that one. This one was made specially for Jungle Book. This movie because then it like zooms out and it's like in the jungle. And I wonder moving. if they'll do the same thing with Lion King as well. Now the thing about this movie that I think we need to talk about first, and we, we've seen some behind the scenes features on this movie, not for this movie. If you watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, they will go into like the direct line that comes from this movie to The Mandalorian in its process of creating these digital uh, environments that the that the the there's you know one main character kind of running through there. And I'm... are you looking up the name of the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, real quick on The Mandalorian, like first of all, check out The Mandalorian and then watch the making of. I think it's called like. Star Wars Chronicles or something, but they have the first season. They have as they have an episode for like each different part. Like they do like um, the special effects and the the casting and the directors than this. But the one on the 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 dome or the the circle that they're in, 
um, is interesting because the way the Mandalorian was made is they have like all the, the CGI backgrounds projected onto this circle around a kind of circle in the round theater of real props that sometimes go and then touch things in that, in that digital circle. And like that part of it's, you know, rendered out in CGI. I'm just seeing everything that's saying like LED sets, but they had a name. I feel like they did. They but did because was... John Favreau referred to it as a name, and I can't find it right. quickly. So, so the, the I keep wanting to call it the Rift, and that's not right. That I, the, think. I think the Rift is from. Well, a it's from Pacific Rim. Yes. I feel like, but I also feel like the Rift. It feels like the Void is what I'm thinking of, which is that that VR yeah, thing we never did because we were about to go do it and then pandemic happened the last thing I want to do is stumble around blindly with something other people have been wearing that day on my like yeah. face uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it's something like that and I'm kicking myself to not remember yeah. it but uh, everything in this I think looked very real it was really beautiful landscapes I was very impressed with that and I had to you get for me. I got very swept up in the experience, mm-hmm. and I had to keep reminding myself that's not real. Like Mowgli's yeah. not interacting with any of that stuff. Like none of that is is real. Like Mowgli is on his own. He's the only human character. He's a young boy. I don't yes. know if you want to look up the age. Did you look up the age I, of the actor? I didn't. I believe his name is Neil Sitri. Neil Seti was was the name of Mowgli's actor. He was twelve in this. Um, and you're right. He, he, you said this earlier. I think it might have gotten edited out, but he's really good. He's very good. He also, again, because nothing he's acting in is real or looks like how we see it. Right. That's what's wild to me. So going back to what we were saying about the man, how they made the Mandalorian, this was a similar idea where there were pieces of it. This is before they developed right. the tech for the Mandalorian. They they expanded off of this. This was this was like there would be pieces of the jungle that he would interact with and climb on, and some of them would be blue screen, some of them would be actual like you know painted out props so they looked like they're you know how they are in the movie like maybe when he's climbing on a tree he gets out onto a branch and that's like a physical thing that's yes there. Yeah. and then john favreau started stating well wait like they kept doing you know different like sizes of of the room and that sort of thing and he said well what if we had just one place where all we had to do is move stuff around every once in a while like how do we do that and that leads to the mandalorian which so that- is them in a giant dome of a screen that makes you feel like yeah. the actors makes them feel like they're in that real place wherever they're filming well they also render out everything before so you're seeing stuff and they in the ha- right perspective they have perspectives yeah. on the camera so that when the camera moves it moves around i don't know that they did that here in this movie i think they didn't and that's why they wanted to figure out how to do it was he wanted to be able to move his camera in mm-hmm. b- more ways and not have to build a whole new set yeah based around what he was thinking and he worked with ilm Worked with right? ILM to do the Mandalorian thing. Not we're, with this. I don't know. So oh, we're going to okay. get away from the Mandalorian. Sorry, I'm going to tell that. you some things I do know about this okay, one. Okay, Because you were saying he didn't work with anybody. He didn't. He didn't work with, a, like, he worked with puppets. Jim Henson Creature Shop made big puppets for him to interact with that That's were the size cool. of the animals. Now, I don't know what they looked like. I haven't seen any pictures. I bet they were all, like, blue fuzz so that they could be edited out. Mm. Um. 
but like the size and the scale of every all the creatures he's doing, he's interacting They're with. They're huge. Yes. And it makes you feel very small in a big jungle, which I think was. On purpose. Yeah. They grew all the animals 30% larger than they are in real life mm. so that they would get this kind of scale thing that, that felt really big. Yeah. And I think it worked pretty well. Sometimes I went like, that monkey wouldn't be that big or every once in a while. Yeah, would... for the most part though, but I thought like. Mobley in comparison to Bagheera in comparison to Baloo. Like, I thought those ratios were fine. Right. Uh, but, you know, Bagheera's the narrator. and it Played op- by ben, ben Kingsley. Let's talk about his voice real quick. Yeah. Didn't that... I thought that was, oh, it was great perfect. voice it was acting. Great. Like, he did this kind of growl. Almost all the voices, I thought, matched very well to the characters. Almost. Bill Murray was Baloo, and I absolutely loved that. I could listen to Bill Murray all day long. I don't know how much I loved Christopher Walken. I'm with you. Like, I don't know. Christopher Walken's voice is so specific that it almost takes you out of the experience because you know it's Christopher Walken. Yes, I knew it was Idris Elba. Yes, I knew it was Benjamin Kinsley and Bill Murray. But I still feel like even with Bill Murray, because Bill Murray's a similar kind of voice of mm-hmm. Christopher Walken where you hear two words and you know who it is. And I feel like Bill Murray did enough. For me, and maybe it's because I like Bill Murray more. I don't know. Like, I like his voice more. But for me, he did enough to make it enjoyable and playful. Well, Bill, yeah, Bill Murray also envelops that character better. The character of King Louis in this is this big, monstrous figure. He's a, what was the word they used? Giganticon? No, that's not right. (laughs) That sounds like a a comic book convention for giants. Yeah, it's Um, something like that. He's he's playing because orangutans don't exist in India, and King Louis is an, is, is is a invention of Disney. Mm-hmm. Like that's why they did it there. He wanted it to be more uh, representative of actual animals you saw in India, so they made up this Gigantopithecus. That's maybe right. that's it. Yeah, because um, it rhymes with something else in the song. Yes, and it's it's an, a a. a extinct large ape that used to exist yeah but it's this huge the idea is he's this huge monstrous figure and christopher walken has such a distinct voice that immediately pattern yes but that puts the image of christopher walken Mm -hmm. in your head christopher walken is like this spindly like scarecrow (laughs) figure and And he didn't do anything different to make it like like you brought up when he with in the scene with him where he's like i'm gonna tell you 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 bring me the flower i'll take care of you like uh, you said he. You're like this feels like a Godfather moment, and it should have sounded like Brando. Yeah, it because it did feel like he's this big ominous creature. He has all these like underlings, all these monkeys doing his bidding. He's got all the ears. You find yes. out in the jungle, he knows everything that's going on because there's a million monkeys out in the jungle. And to me, it very much felt like he was like, "You do me a favor, I'll do you a favor," kind of a thing, like and- a quick quick pro quo. Uh, Pro quo. Quo. I'm getting tongue tied about the fire, about Mowgli getting the red flower and getting the fire for him. And I think if it went in that direction with Christopher Walken's voice and he got a little darker or another voice, I think that could have been really cool. Well, I didn't put this together at the time, but that's actually a Brando reference. That's supposed to be like Apocalypse Now. Where oh, he's I've like not his, seen that. His, his body's in, sh- well, he's this huge, massive, he's like, in shadow and then he kind of leans forward out of the mm-hmm. shadow and that's the first time you reveal his face like yeah. that's that's directly an apocalypse now reference so yeah so i did like how he was designed i thought it was very cool to have him that yeah. big especially when later on he chases Mowgli through the ruins and just basically that felt creates like a more really, ruins well yeah he's squeezing through a small space which yeah. is like 
some people I think have a phobia about that. Yeah, and I think on a big screen, like if you saw it in the movie theater, I bet it was really cool. I think a lot of this, if you had seen it in the movie theater, I don't know if they would ever re-release it, but I would definitely go see it in the theater if they did. It's a visually arresting film. Like I very much liked it visually when I yeah. I, I I gotta st- I gotta stop seeing like trailers to this and be like, oh, it's just yeah. Like I'm ex- like I said, I'm excited to see Lion King now to see like if it is as much of a surprise as this mm-hmm. was. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say about him chasing him. Oh, I was going to say, you said you didn't, you liked the design, but you didn't like Christopher Walken. You did like, ooby doo. Yeah. Like when ooby he sings. Doo. The first time he did it, I just burst out laughing. And then the song comes sings, again at the end of the credits. Yes. And he sings, I want to be like you. And he's yeah. like, oh, ooby doo. I mean, he speaks, sings it, right? He talks, sings it. And that's fine because if anyone knows his version of Captain Hook, I'm obsessed with Captain Hook and... When was, he, when it he was did, not great. Yeah, so, when he did Peter Pan Live, it was so rough. So once I realized, I did not know it was him or forgot that he was in this. And as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh, are they going to do the song? Like, how is that going to go? I will say it wasn't terrible because he kind of talks through it and they don't do the whole song. However, I do kind of wish it was a different voice. He also had more than one take you know, as opposed to a live Peter Pan. Yes, where that's he's, very it's just true. Like, Here you go. It's just, like, yeah, yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. So the story, what I really like what they focused on, which was very different from the original, was talking about the law of the jungle. And I think you were saying that that is from the second book, potentially. I think that there's a poem, the law of the jungle, in the second book. And so it's very much like, this is the order of the jungle, and Mowgli's with the wolf pack. The other thing I like about the wolf pack is the dad is protective of Mowgli. In the original, the dad kind of shuns and ignores Mowgli and we don't get a lot of interactions with the wolves in the in the original but in this one the father is as protective as the mother the father is like very protective of Mowgli when Shere Khan first comes around he hides Mowgli to try to make sure Shere Khan doesn't see him yes I really enjoyed that dynamic Mm -hmm. between the wolf pack and Mowgli felt very much um one with the pack. You know, he was yes. a, a little different because he's a man and can't do everything wolves can do, but I think they did a good job with and, that. And that's, I think, the point of this is, at the beginning, it's, you know, the the wolf is a part of the pack, the pack is a part of the wolf. And yeah. the idea is Mowgli is trying to be a wolf. Yeah, and the and strongest saying, wolf. can't be a wolf, and he's like, what I can do all these other things, I'm very smart, I know how to use tools. And they call him his tricks. Yes, and I think what the, the, the movie does that's interesting is like, the wolves had the right idea, but they needed to expand the definition of what a pack is, because... By the end, the pack is is Mowgli, all the animals, Bagheera, you know, like yeah. and they all rise up against Shere Khan. And I think <laughs> there's a great part. I'm jumping ahead, but when uh, we'll we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, yeah, and I think that was interesting because it is like, you know, a lot of Disney movies lately now are about finding your place. And like, I think for a long time it was like becoming useful, and now it feels more like there's a lot of like what you do is useful and. There's like a bigger family unit than just the family, than just the wolf pack. I mm-hmm. think in 2016, which just came out, when this came out, like that's a that's a better story. Like Mowgli's never going to be a wolf, but Mowgli has a place in this. In this, yeah. And they talk about you know if the wolf is strong, the pack is strong. If the wolf yeah. is weak, the pack is weak. So it's like this whole thorough like it goes through the whole film. The other thing I really liked is the peace rock. I loved this idea of. 
it was a very dry, you know, they didn't have any rain. And when there's no rain, this rock shows. All of a sudden, the, the drought. Yeah, the river goes the river away and there's a goes rock down. under it. And when that rock appears, that means that water is more important than eating. So all the animals come together to drink. And it's an unspoken rule that they don't attack one another. <laughs> they don't, yeah. you know, they don't come for one another. And I really liked that a lot. And that location is kind of central to the movie because that's where... We go back to in the end when um, Mowgli battles Shere Khan for the mm. last time. Well, you also liked it because there's because the water's down, everyone's there, and then Bagheera enters and he kind of comes in between. Like, he comes a, very quickly in, like he would if he was yeah trying well, a to, group of antelope or something. Yes. And they all go, "Hey, hey, hey, yeah, you remember the the truce, right?" Like, yeah, like, he's and he's like, "Don't pain. be silly or something." I forget yeah. what he says, and, and but he's, he's like, like, "Of course yes, I do." Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of humor in this. There were with all the different animals and the way people people interact it, um, the way the animals interact it with one another. They refer to them as people, like yeah. more than once. Which I thought was interesting because the whole thing is Mowgli needs to find a people. Like from the beginning, they say Bagheera brought Mowgli to the wolves because he needed a people. He needed, you know, yeah, his he needed pack. to belong to someone, yeah. and so. Um, the other thing I really liked with the design of Mowgli is he had scars, and you said that the scars were meant to the resemble scars, something. The one on his chest looks like a lowercase r, and the one on his shoulder looks like a k, and it's supposed to be for Rudyard Kipling. Who wrote The Jungle Book. Who wrote book. The Jungle Book. So, and I like that he looks beat up. I like, I mean, he looks dirty <laughs> too, but I like that because he's been living in the jungle, right? And so that makes sense. And throughout the film... He does get hurt. He does get marked up. And I think that that really adds to the believability and like really puts you in that experience with him. So a little off topic, I just brought up my notes and I'm really bummed that I didn't bring this up while we're watching it. One of the treasures in King Louis Temple is the genie's lamp from Aladdin. Oh, I'm really sorry I didn't say that. That's okay. So, that's fine. So listeners, when you go and, and watch it, uh, you see if you can find it. That's fun. Uh, I also liked... You know, we find this backstory, and I can't remember. Was this in the original that Mowgli's father is the one who burned? I don't know Shere if it's Khan? in. I don't know if it's in the Jungle Book. I think so. One thing we should talk about is a, a year or so, so around the same time there was another uh, live action motion capture Jungle Book uh, done by Andy Serkis, who you know recently dropped the uh, the, the Venom Two. But he also did. He was the, vo- the motion capture for the the for Caesar in the uh, the new Planet of the Apes series. Mm. He was the motion capture for Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Big motion capture guy. But he directed one that went straight to Netflix and had an interesting cast. So I watched part of it. It's very weird. But it's it, the thing in the first one is they. Bagheera say in that movie is Bagheera saves Mowgli after Shere Khan kills like his family. Okay. And that's and similar here, but it's just Mowgli's father. Yes. Yeah. Like, and they don't really reveal that till as we go through the movie. Yeah. We're, we're a good ways into the movie and I like the reveal there. Again, if you don't want any spoilers, then I would suggest, well, we've probably already given you some. So, uh, I'm going to post the, the, the scene where Shere Khan comes and is like, give me the man cub. Like I get to eat him. Because it's it's Benedict Cumberbatch is Shere Khan in that one. And oh. He's like, I have tasted his mother's 
blood. Like he says it oh. in like the most weirdest way possible. Yeah. And I like watch on a loop. Like why did it, it feels almost like they cut two. Yeah. Takes together. Cause he's like, he's like, I have tasted her mother's blood. Like he changes his voice so much. Yeah. It's so weird. So I thought you were talking about the other one because what I was going to say is we don't find out about Mowgli's yes. backstory in this one. You're right. I was talking about that one when I oh, said that. Oh, okay. But I just want to make sure like. So what I'm saying from the the Andy Circus version is I think that maybe that means that is something from the book. Got it. Because they because I know John Favreau said he wanted to integrate more stuff from the book into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ka has the ability to like see your past when well, and that's that's where I you. was going next. Yes. was with Ka because that's from the book. Okay, because we when we see Ka and Ka is. He, he he finds a giant snake skin first, and it Ugh. set Tara on edge. I was just like, <laughs> like when's Ka coming? When's Ka coming? And it spoiler, Ka doesn't come right away, but you kind of sense it because everything gets quiet and it's dark, and Mowgli's alone, and I'm like, okay, he's seen this snake skin, and snake skin's huge. And I was I, like, nope, no, thank you. Have you but, ever seen Anaconda? Yes. With with your girl J Lo, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I it was I loved that movie when I watched it. We've we've got Paramount Plus recently, and it was on there, so I watched it the other day while mm-hmm. I was working. And I just as soon as like I saw that scene, because there's that scene, there's like yeah, this is how big it's like Ice Cube being like this is how big this thing is, and John Voight with his weird like Peruvian accent was like that is much bigger since then Anaconda like that's the first thing I thought of when yeah. I pulled pull up that's gonna go Anaconda like <laughs> just thinking of John Voight, but uh. <laughs> But yeah, so what I really liked is it was Scarlett Johansson. So it was a woman versus a, a male snake. And I really liked that a lot. And I just thought her delivery of the line, she's not in it for very long. And I really appreciate it, how she delivered the lines. It was reminiscent of the original, but then she did kind of her own take on it. And her voice just paired very well with this like calming and hypnotizing quality I think if you hadn't didn't know the original, there's a chance you wouldn't suspect she was sinister. Yeah, which I thought was an true. interesting take. Yeah, well, and that's how she gets Mowgli in. Mowgli, yeah. and also we see a scene previous to that. Mowgli is very naive when he's in the jungle alone. Um, he's, you know, he tries to share fruit with an animal, and then other animal that like animal distracts him. Yeah, things. that animal distracts him, so the other ones in that animal's pack can steal what Mowgli mm. has gotten for himself. So there are some moments where Mowgli is kind of learning, and with Ka, that's how we find out Mowgli's past, and Baloo is the one who saves Mowgli from Ka. And I love this version of Baloo. I, I do love, too. I love the original Baloo. I think we talked about that. How much yeah. better of a character I think he mm-hmm. like like how much I grew to appreciate him. But this con man version of Baloo. It's like, really good. Like he's conning he's not being malicious to Mowgli, but he is kind of conning him into the into getting the honey. Well for what him. we find out, it's such a good bit and it happens over and over again. But when Mowgli is first, it's very, very high up. And Mowgli uses one of his tricks again. You know, he's got all these creative ways, like like humans, like man, building things with tools, you know, mm-hmm. and using vines and like braiding them together to make rope. And so he's figuring all this stuff out and he's trying to get the honey at the top. And Baloo tells him that the bees won't sting him. And so that's not true. So Mowgli's up there and he goes, they're stinging me. They're stinging me. And he goes, you got this. You got this. And all of a sudden, all these little animals who like are friends with Baloo are like, oh, he's got another one, another monkey up there. And they're like, it's not a monkey. It's a man cub. And it just keeps happening to where you realize 
Baloo has tricked so many monkeys. Right. No wonder the monkeys are upset with him when he goes to King Louis. That's right. Um, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that either. But, you know, we realize that Blue, Baloo has done this con before. And he's pretty amazed, I think, at Mowgli, even though he's he's kind of conned him. And the whole thing is, I saved your life. Now you have to do this thing for me. I hibernate. We find out later he doesn't really hibernate. Yeah. He just wanted all this He's like, honey. well, I nap a lot. In the yeah, winter. yeah. <laughs> So, but they become a very strong duo very quickly. But he also progress. He he also, granted, it's for his own means. But he's also like, why don't you? He's like, why do you got to follow the law of the pack? Like, if yeah. you're good with these these tools, be good with these tools and like, stay let's, here. Yeah, yeah and, and he shows him where the man village is, and he says, look. You can go there or you can stay. He's like, it's your choice, but now you know where it is. So if you want to go, you can go. You don't need somebody to take you there. So they cut to this system they've devised of like a pulley really system good. of him up there. But it's not as good as the um, palm leaf protective. <laughs> yes. So he doesn't get stung. stung uh-huh. Which I was, this sounds so ridiculous. I had no interest in like any toy from this but i want the paw like him with the, the mowgli hat, yeah wearing like protective uh-huh. gear um you know he's, he's just doing that and bagheera finds him bagheera ha- has lost him because shere khan um, came for him came for him which is a pretty intense scene. there's a lot of intense moments i will say that i the, i don't believe this is one for younger kids because and yeah. I, because there are just a lot of Dark moments when Shere Khan kills the dad wolf. I don't remember his name. Kita? Kira? Akita, I think. There's there's no blood. But he but like he curls bites him. bites into him and throws him off. Yeah, of it's really intense. And there's a couple other moments like that. Mm-hmm. Shere Khan's death is intense. Uh, Shere Khan has huge teeth. Yeah. And I feel like in the thing, like he's got huge canines mm-hmm. or, or felines, I guess. Um, but uh, they're like... You know, not saber tooth, but like very large. So whenever he, you know, bites into something, it's not like a cartoon where you can kind of fudge it or do anything like. It yeah, no, his inside. teeth sink you just into. Think about, yeah, how deep because that happens sink, with blue too when he get, get gets blue. Hey later guys, on. For, for those of you who are kind <laughs> of over the uh, like blue fake dyes and the, and the one, there's no mistaking. Like he, they come, they come back to me. He's like, mm, like he's fine. There's no, yeah, like, yeah. come on, Baloo. Yeah. That's another thing. I liked, uh, Neil said he liked so much as Mowgli. He like, was so I good feel as like Mowgli. I was a little annoyed good. by Mowgli and he felt like in, in the 1967 yeah. version. What I loved about Mowgli is his relationship with each animal was different. I loved his relationship with Bagheera because it was a very, even though the wolves raised him and he considered them mother and father, he had the relationship, I don't have kids, but I've observed kids, where kids just ask a million questions. And anytime he interacted with Bagheera, it was like, well, why are we going here? And what are you doing? And but, but like rapid fire questions. And there was one that I loved where he was like, and I know you're keeping things from me. Don't think I didn't notice. Like, I was just, <laughs> he had a really strong relationship with all of these characters that are not real, that were either puppets or just digitally, well, uh, digitally created. So people, you, I, it was wild to me. You were talking about like, boy, this kid must have gone through a lot. And there were times when he was getting tired on set, and they'd mm-hmm. have to, they'd be like, "All right, we got, you know, he's their main star. They got to yeah. pump him up." So they would pump a song over the speakers in there to kind of and have a little dance party. To oh, I love get him that. Up. Do you know what his favorite song was? No, what? Boom. 
Bum, 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 bum. So they play Uptown Funk oh anytime gosh, they want it. They'd be like, sweet. all right, we're taking Uptown Funk break. And they'd like so get them cool. more energized. We're going to do a few more takes. I think because so. when you think about it, it's all him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much with that with that child. It's so good. The other thing that I really like is the elephants play an important part. And we meet them early on and Bagheera immediately bows to them. And yeah. Mowgli doesn't really understand why. And Bagheera explains that they basically created the jungle in the sense of everything we have is because of them and they just have this they you know well they say it's it's like a it's like a creation myth they yes. talk about like the the elephants dug the, the with their tusks dug the 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 furrows that the rivers came from and stomped down the trees and you know planted them in other places and this and that and the other which i'm curious if that's some sort of like Hindi religion or some or something in there like yeah if, if but, that's some sort of creation myth I'm just not familiar with or if they made it up completely for this movie yeah listeners if you know yeah uh, get, get at us seven oh seven seven eight seven seven oh seven seven oh seven yo trpd one that's seven oh seven yo trpd one uh but I like that you know they they show the respect to the elephants and that comes back into play later on as well uh I just probably have a one a few more things i don't know what else you have i have a couple facts uh i'm gonna see if you can get this uh at the end we stayed and we listened by the way the the final credits oh, definitely oh. watch through the final credits because the first thing they do is so one thing we really like i'm gonna back up a little bit one thing we really liked was at the end of the the movie mowgli stays with the animals yeah mowgli stays in the jungle and we never see him grow up as a man he's we see it ends with him as a boy still i don't know if we're setting up a sequel like it's you know it's 5 years later yeah, so i feel I'm like not he's sure. going to be in his 20s if it yeah, is eventually but i i enjoy that he stays with the animals i enjoy he finds his place and essentially blue that's blue also finds his way into the pack like yes. blue is welcomed in cuz he climbs that tree and yeah like, and i think we should talk about the ending a little bit mowgli right when he finds out that the that shere khan has killed his father Basically, that's why Shere Khan did it. He right. knew that would bring Mowgli back to him, basically. Mowgli goes to the man village and he gets fire and he gets it on, what are those called? A sconce, you go through a, a cave. Torch. Yeah, a yeah. torch, I guess. And he runs through the jungle and he doesn't know about fire enough. He doesn't know enough about fire that when he's running, the embers are blowing and they are dropping in the jungle. And he <laughs> and creates he, a very large forest well, fire. That part was a little cartoonish because he runs with the group. Like, I've come to fight Shere Khan. And they're all looking at him and Shere Khan's like, I think they're more afraid of you. And he turns around and like the whole the jungle's, whole on, jungle's fire. on fire. And it's like, Oh, but I think they're also afraid because all of the animals, they go to the peace rock, they go to the water because they hear that man is coming. So they don't know it's Mowgli. And then when they see it's Mowgli, but they see he's got fire. I think it's this very confusing thing for the animals because they're deathly afraid of fire. They know what red flower can do. And now Mowgli's got it. And so the last they knew Mowgli was going to the village. So they don't really know what's happened between then and and this moment. So he Mowgli throws a torch in the water to be like, I'm, I'm, not like that. I'm yeah, here I'm not to fight gonna... you, Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. And he's very brave. He's like, he's going to fight him by himself. And I and... feel like he was brave in the original, too, at that part. Yeah, but he felt more like, no. I'm, 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 like he didn't yeah, know anything. Like This you. felt like he was brave. Yeah. He had courage. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't yeah. just the fine line between bravery and stupidity. Uh, yeah. Um, and then 
Shere Khan's going to attack him. He's like, you don't have fur, you don't have claws, you don't have teeth, you don't have nothing. What do you have? And then Baloo starts reciting. And I got a little like... I know, when Baloo like, starts reciting yeah, the, 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 the law of the jungle, yeah. and then all of the animals of all different types start reciting it. And so now you've got this giant pack of animals against Shere Khan. There, there's a great line reading from, from Idris Elba where uh, Baloo starts stepping in to do it, and, and Idris Elba's like, what is this? Like, it's so good. It's so, yeah. like, what's happening? Like, Yeah, because I don't think Shere Khan ever thought that all the animals would gang up against him, right? I, I think he saw it playing out very differently. And uh, the, other, the other thing I really like is this whole time Bagheera has said, you have to be a wolf. You have to be this. You can't use your tricks. The wolves say, "Don't use your tricks." The and in wolves this run moment, as a pack, and he goes with them, and it's like, "Oh no, Mowgli!" And what in this moment is when Bagheera says, "Use be be a man. Use your tricks." He goes, "Don't fight him as a wolf. As a wolf. Fight him yeah, as a man." As a man, and it just gave Mowgli permission. He's yeah. used to getting in trouble, and I love his tricks. I love all the little things that they did to build to this moment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. It's not just one thing. It's it's everyone coming together. Yeah. It's be who you are. And there's an important place in that. It's like not putting one over the other. There's a lot of things that come together at the end that I think work really well. I, it, it, it was, it was great. I loved mm-hmm. it. And so now to, do we want to go over the ending credits oh, scene? So we get to the ending credits and it's the book closes on the jungle book and they, they, I don't know if they got the same book or if they just redesigned the book, but it's meant to look like the book that opens at the beginning of the original, of the original because it doesn't close at the end. And John Favreau said, well, we have to close it on ours then. <laughs> and But then it opens up again. It becomes this pop-up book. And For the credits. And, and digging, the King Louis song yes, plays. Ooby-doo. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. And there's it's kind of comedic and funny. There's a But part you're seeing all the different animals. Yeah. Each page flips over and it's a different kind of landscape of the jungle with the different animals mm-hmm. that you've met along the way. It's it's a lot of fun, and then they go into uh, "Trust in Me" by Scarlett Johansson, which she doesn't sing in the movie. But it's a great version of the but, song. But well, there's another thing to talk about is they incorporate it into her instrumental theme as she's hypnotizing. There. hypnotizing. Yeah, the the original 1967 score is throughout the throughout film is, in in yeah. very different ways, and I really like the score a lot. It's really well, it's very done. thoughtfully done. Um, so. That's that's just lovely. But then it comes to the third thing where we turned it off because it's Dr. John, uh, famed uh, white jazz pianist, uh, singing Bare Necessities. This is the second live action um, re remake, a Disney remake that Dr. John has had a song in. Can you tell me the first one? Have we seen it? Yes. Was it in the movie or was it at the in end the of movie. the It was in the opening or ending credits. Give me a hint. Gruella DeVille. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, so he was, he's was he been away wow. since the beginning. Wow. Jo- I, think, I think this is the type of music that Jon Favreau likes, so I think mm. like that makes a lot of sense. Like, you listen to the Chef soundtrack. I think there's Dr. Yeah. John in that. Um, I have another fact because I think it's like the motion capture of the performances. That's the other thing when I put up the Mowgli one. Um, you guys will see the difference in quality of, of performance and the visual effects mm-hmm. excuse me between that one and that one and, and the disney version 
I thought like Shere Khan's fear at the end of falling off the tree was very subdued. Yeah, and also Shere Khan, we should say, because he was burned by Mowgli's father, the design of him where he's kind of got like one white eye and his oh, yeah, nose yeah, yeah, yeah. is burned. And, and he's his got fur, fur missing from his face. From where he was burned. And there was a lot of design put into all of the animals. And I think a lot of them felt real. I did make a comment early on that to me, Bagheera felt the least real out of all of them. And... I think Ryan brought up a good point. I was like, he kind of reminds me of Thackeray Banks, like the cat version (laughs) of him. And Ryan brought up a good point that it may be more difficult because he's solid black to get the the shading. I think as the movie went on, I think that changed for me. But in the beginning, there were a couple moments where I was like, "Eh, I I, don't know. I can't go with you there because I I started like really keen in on him and I thought he was really good. I loved his eyes. Yes, when he opens his eyes, it's kind of glowing. And I love his movement. I think the fur for me... In the beginning, I will say as the movie went on, I didn't feel that way. But in the first I, couple minutes, I felt that way. I love that catwalk with the shoulders that like cross over yeah. like that. Um, so what was I going to say? I, the 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 the, the rhinoceroses, the rhinoceri, mm-hmm. were the least convincing to me, and it might be because I'm I, I watch a lot of rhinoceros. Yeah, I didn't videos. pay much attention to them. I'll be um, honest. And there was one shot of a deer near the end that I went, oh, like, but and every yeah. once in a while it'll pop up. But I, you get so lost in it. I think it's just a real. They're really good performances. Um, but I wanted to say that there are no real animals in this movie, and because of that, John. Uh, Favreau got a award from uh, PETA, not my most favorite organization, but I thought this was funny either way. Um, that was a uh, innovation in film award for using all CGI animals so that no real animals were used during production. That's great. Can I ask a dumb question that you can edit out? Y- yeah. Sometimes you say. Do animals c- talk in real life? No. <laughs> Sometimes you say CGI mm-hmm. and sometimes you just say CG. And I noticed Marjorie always said CG. And I always say CGI because whenever I read it in notes, it's CGI. What's the difference? I Well, I think CGI, I, I don't know if, I actually don't know if CG is a correct term. I think it's correct to say CGI because it's computer generated imagery. So is and CG I think when just I say a CG, shorthand? I think computer graphics. Oh, so I thought this whole time that they were the same thing. I mean, sure, not directly, but I think they're referring to the same thing when they say that. I think CGI is the correct term. Okay. I get at us, listeners. Let's keep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can keep this in. I just I was confused. Yeah. Get at us if I'm wrong. I've been wrong in the past. It might happen again. (laughs) Um. I think we're getting close to the end. Is there anything else you wanted to say to wrap up? No, I would just say if you have Disney Plus, it's on there. Go watch it. Especially if I think whether you enjoy the Jungle Book story or not, I, I, I think this is different enough that you'll get something out of it either way. I think if you got a young tween, they might enjoy it too. Like 10 to 12 is probably an okay age for this. Yeah, I always get hesitant to to say ages because I'm Look, so bad you know with your kids. Kid, yeah, yeah, we don't have kids. But. Can, can, well, before we go, can we talk about... So I wanted to say, if you could if you could rank this Shere Khan, I think he would rank higher than the original Shere Agreed, Khan. Agreed, 100%. I, I think, think he would lose any funny points. Yes, he would get no funny points, but he is very frightening. He, I loved his design. I the loved scene, the, the scene, fierceness, yeah. the... the um, what is that? What is that Confidence, one? Confidence, the... But what do we call it when we rate it? Fierce. Fierce, yeah. The fierceness yeah. of him, yeah. He would have gotten high marks, I think, on almost every category. The scene where he has, like, just killed the pack leader, and he's kind of like, I'm in charge now, whatever. And then it's 
the mother wolf wakes up and all of her cubs are up and he's like Except for the one. And, and the one is just like, mama, mama. Like, they're the one all up there. actual John Favreau's kid. Yeah. And they're all up there and he's like telling him a story about like, you know, here's what I think about deer. And he's oh, like, I this. have it written down. It's cuckoos. He goes, you know, cuckoos, they lay an egg in other nests so that they take over the nest. All because the mother couldn't give away a child that yeah. wasn't hers and like he goes, looks right all at her. because the mother loved a chick that was not her own yeah because basically the other cuckoos the other birds starve because that bird kicks them out of the nest kicks them out of the nest to feed the cuckoo yes. and when he no, the says cuckoo kicks them out oh excuse me yes when he says that line he looks her he looks dead in the right eyes. at her and maintains eye contact for the rest yeah. of the scene because then she calls the wolves away and they all leave and he just like puts a paw in front of the one yeah and just stares at her and, and then, then he, he moves goes, it away and then he goes i think they like me and i was like it oh. is such a power move and i was like oh my gosh like, yeah it's, it was it's really lot. good so so check this one out guys um let us know what you think you know facebook 707 yo trpd1 wherever you want to let us know email us absolutely um all that information is coming up in a little bit please remember to rate review subscribe and tell a friend about us that really helps our little podcast uh but until next time uh we'll see you around take care listeners thanks for listening to tara and ryan's princess diaries if you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.